in three, two, one. Okay, here we go. Well, good evening, everybody. And if you're looking for a political podcast that's both satirical and hilarious, look no further. We are the Fab Four. And this is a podcast featuring four unique characters bringing their own perspectives and humor to the world of politics. Me, I'm your host, Abfab, a.k.a. Jonathan Starkey, the ultimate know-it-all who never fails to entertain. And with us tonight from Greece, because the gazelle is grazing in geese, in Greece. <laughs> How many have I had to drink tonight of those digital lagers? Gazelle. And this is a man who is the curveball observer who will have you in stitches with his unexpected insights. Say hello, Trevor Nichols. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, England. Good evening, everybody. Okay. On that topic, England, nil, Okay, okay, okay. Right, and also we have Stats, who is the facts man, who always brings the truth to the table. Say hello, Stats man. Good evening, gentle people. Okay, well, a lot clearer than the man in Greece, I can tell you. And this all-time UK traditionalist who will have you feeling like you're back in the good old days. It is the Ravenette. Say hello. Raven. Good, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, listeners. Hope you're having a very nice week. Well, okay, because we're calling you the Ravenette because you're bringing diversity to the program now. Do you know that? I wouldn't go that far. Well, there you go. So we here we are. You now we are the Fab Four in for a witty take on politics. Like, well, like you've heard before. Anyway. I don't think anybody's going to regret it. They're not going to regret wasting Excuse me, time. before we go any further, could what? we ask the gazelle down in Greece to put some clothes on, please? It's rather <laughs> off-putting. But it's it's over 25 degrees over there, so that's why. We don't care. It's what we've got to suffer here that matters. Hey, do you know what? It's like being on OnlyFans, this. <laughs> I don't even know what OnlyFans is. Yeah, yeah. Hey, now then, now that's what then. they all say. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, and let's... Well, you know, the draft is very brown over there, but it's still tasty. Okay, all right. Well, we're going to try and make sure that we can actually hear you properly, sir. So speak slowly and speak clearly. Yes, sir. I will. There you go. All right, let's get on with the, uh, the roundup. And tonight, the first of the roundup is the U.S. Virgin Islands cannot locate Google co-founder Larry Page. So what about that? Right, so, you know, the U.S. are trying to subpoena Google co-founder Larry Page in relation to a lawsuit against J.P. Morgan Chase over allegations of enabling Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking ring. How about that? So the guy is that rich, you know, he can just disappear. How about that? I think we're going to see this um, happening more and more, aren't we? Well, I... Get running, nonsense. Well, there's a few people I would like to see disappear, but that's another story. Well, I think this is something that's going to come up as a, a real serious issue as well. Britain, as a sovereign nation, will be dead if non-citizens can vote. Now, this was an article by Richard Littlejohn for the Daily Mail. And what he's saying is he's criticising Keir Starmer, the leader of the Labour Party in the UK, for his stance on extending voting rights to foreign nationals residing in the country. How about that? Can we cover that a little bit 
further later on in the in the show. Well, yeah, we are, but you know, you need to give the guy credit because he's right on the button. He's right on the button. Who are you referring to there? Richard Littlejohn. <laughs> oh, yes, Richard Littlejohn. I thought you were going to say Keir Starmer for them. We we're going to plan something for you if you're going to come out with that. <laughs> well, he thinks, basically, he just thinks it's going to undermine the concept of Britain as a sovereign nation. That's what Well, it will do. It will, it's clearly a, a, a two-part uh, plan on the part of the Labour Party under uh, Sir Keir Starmer. Yeah. First of all, to gain more votes, and obviously it would then sort of facilitate their their underlying, in my view, argument for wanting to take us back into the EU. Mm -hmm. Well, and uh, moving on from the elections last week that we all spoke about, Britain's Labour Party doesn't want to talk about a hung parliament. How about that one? Mm. That doesn't <laughs> surprise me. <laughs> I think they're trying to play that down as a possibility because they do want to come out and say that on the basis that it may undermine any vote they may get for an outright win. It's just party political game playing, to be honest. It's going to open up the Brexit arguments all over again, isn't it? Well, it shouldn't do because we've decided and that's it. I'm sick and tired of these people in, in political organisations wanting to undermine the British people and the choices they make. And secondly... I'm sick and tired of the politicians and the, the two main parties in particular in this country. And also, I'd just like to add, I'm sick and tired, to be quite frank, of a swathe of the population out there, to whatever degree that may be, who would go out and vote Labour or go out and vote Conservative, no matter what, yeah. on the basis they still think they're Labour and they still think they're Conservative. <laughs> and both of those parties are completely undermining the sovereignty and the indigenous population of this country. I'm sick and tired of people who are so stupid to go out and vote for these people. Well, who... if, I, if I may just jump in there. Go ahead. Um, Kia Sunak said today... There was um, some sort of thing going on there. Um, on about Rishi Sunak said that in his first 100 days, he would burn all the EU policies. Yep. Um, and as I say, Kia Sunak, as he is now known, because there is nothing between them, has decided to backtrack on that, as 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 in everything else. Yeah. You can't trust true. any of them, Trevor. You cannot trust any of the main parties with the sovereign rights and the constitutional privileges and rights that we have in this country. They're selling the people out, they're selling the country out, they're operating for corporates, and then we need to turf the entire lot of these people out. We need a new party. Let's get cracking. Well, you've got reclaim and you've got reform. Mm. Mm. Don't think they're going to cut it to be, for, for whatever reason. I really don't. I'd like to think so, but I, I don't think so. I'm just being honest. Okay, moving on from that, we have... Does anybody here feel white guilt? <laughs> no. Nope. So, what is that? Please explain. <laughs> it's white guilt. I mean, we're supposed to be guilty about everything, about slavery, about things that we did in the past, everything, the whole lot of it. We're supposed to be... Well, we're supposed to be guilty. No. I'm, I'm not guilty about my country's past. In any capacity, it is what it is. I wasn't around in 1755 engaging in all this. I wasn't. I'm not responsible for it for previous generations. Okay. And I'm going to say something now. I'm certainly not guilty or ashamed of the fact that I'm white and I'm sick and tired of people in this country attempting to make 
the people of this country ashamed of themselves and their the country's past. It's appalling. Yep. Well, apparently, and we were speaking about it last week. You know that uh, that actress uh, from that series, Bridgerton. ITV were hit with a record four thousand one hundred and sixty-five Ofcom complaints after her comments about the white balcony at the coronation. Uh, well, I couldn't care less, really, because by the time I get back my escapades, I will be as bad down as a berry. So I'm not, <laughs> I will have no white guilt whatsoever. <laughs> well, okay, moving on again. Who says that boycotts don't work against corporates? Hmm. Budweiser, you know, they're basically all their sales of Budweiser and Bud Light are down. And I mean down. Their sales across the UK, uh, sorry, across not only the UK, but their sales across the US are down between 14 up to 25% in different parts of America. And uh, there was a story in there about the guy who actually created, you know, their iconic commercials. And he was a marketing guru, a fellow called Robert Lack, Lackey. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure if that's the, the, proper, the, the, the proper pronunciation. But he was a marketing guru behind Budweiser's famous ads. And he's criticized his former employer for damaging the brand's Im- interest and image. Lackey worked for over 20 years to establish Budweiser as a prominent beer in America. However, the recent partnership between Bud Light and that other person who thinks he's a woman caused a backlash and a significant drop in sales. And they're never going to get that back. They've lost. They've lost. They're really, really down overall, something like about, I think it's 6 to 8%. Good. And I'll tell you what, I'll never watch that Toy Story again with that Bud Lightyear. Bud Lightyear. <laughs> you know, did you know that even the LGBT, whatever they call themselves now, that even they've boycotted it. I'm still trying to find, work out what their logic I, is with this. But I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get insane. it. I mean, if you get involved, if a corporate just sticks to what they're making instead of getting involved in some form of social engineering, then it's fine. Why don't they just stick to making beer? What? Why don't they learn from other people's mistakes? Because I believe Miller done something similar all right when you're thinking what (laughs) maybe they just want to sink the ship i don't know all right okay okay well this is one that's going to warm the cockles of mark's heart asylum seekers are not allowed to be housed in yarmouth hotels how about that now the high court has issued a permanent injunction banning the placements of asylum seekers in seafront hotels in great yarmouth and it, the decision follows a temporary ban that had prevented migrants from being housed in town hotels under a home office scheme. How about that? So the High Court granted an ongoing injunction blocking the use of 59 hotels on or near the seafront to house asylum seekers. How Let's so? see how long that lasts. Well, yeah. at last, at last. Again, do it, does this depend on what judge? sit in the case because there was another case where the court said no they can be put into RAF accommodation but now not hotels no there's just no consistency is there but at least no. some people are putting a stop to it somehow so it is possible well it is possible uh, you you've know, got a precedent there I suppose 
we've got one either way. So it's similar, Mark, to the kickback against this trans argument and, mm-hmm. and trans rights and things like that. I think slowly but surely people are waking up to the fact that you know Western countries are being undermined in lots of different ways. Yeah, to be quite yeah well, I, I don't think Labour are, but we'll discuss that in there. Well, Harry Potter manifesto in a minute. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Harry Potter manifesto. Hey, yeah, it was written by J.K. Rowling, I think. Uh, talking about moving fast. The Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, was convicted of speeding days after King Charles's coronation. How fast do you think he was going? <laughs> he couldn't get away from it quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> How fast do you think he was going? Uh, what was the speed limit on the road? 20 mile an hour. Yeah, I'd say he was doing 46. 46. Ooh, I'm going 45. What about you, Trevor? Higher, higher. This is a great game, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, give it up, give it up. He did, he was doing 25. I thought is it was that, a bit harsh. Is that it? I know, I know. I thought it was a bit harsh, really. Hey, well, I don't know, if you ran your kid over doing 25 on a 20, you wouldn't be very happy, would you? So, Well, I tell you what, no, you'd get no, one no, of the no, best no. funerals going with him then, yeah. wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's just say two hell marriages, is it? Whatever they are. Did you know that Brits are paying the highest electricity bills in the entire world? Obviously. Doesn't surprise me. Can I just intervene here in one point? All I can see on the gazelle screen is a big shiny moon in the middle. I can't see the gazelle. Uh, we don't want to be talking about his forehead. It's probably better than what we could see before. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And to finish off Not that roundup, forehead. listen, to finish up the roundup, Right, we've got to turn around and we've got to comment on the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> Why? It's because pointless. because Eurovision fans are accusing the contest of being rigged to help Sweden win because it is an anniversary next year, and so everything's going to hook up. Isn't it always rigged? Well, so we don't win. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I did say that on Twitter. I was quite critical of the company that picked our entry, and especially May Muller, because she wasn't very patriotic, was she? With the things who won she, it last time? I, I can't remember. Ukraine was it, wasn't it? Was it Ukraine? So that wasn't rigged. No, but mm, okay. It wasn't rigged this time. I had eighteen quid on him. <laughs> take to one what on Ukraine on Ukraine yeah it take to one and you bombed out there then Ukraine. didn't you hardy hardy hard <laughs> <laughs> nine pound each way yeah, because I only had nine pound in my kitty well eighteen pound in my kitty alright okay well okay now that ends up the roundup, and let's move on to the national because I think this is going to take up quite a bit and this is about the full draft policy platform that could form 2024 Labour Manifesto. Mark, do you want me to just open it up? Yeah, go on. I've got loads on this, by the way. I could probably do a three-hour special. Well, uh, he's leaked a lot of stuff out about details of what they're thinking. They're actually going to put in the 2024 Manifesto. And this actually comes from a a Labour source. So... How do you think those draft policies are going to shape the 2024 manifesto, Mark? Go ahead. I don't know. that When they're getting questions on it now, um, they seem to be backing away from it. Well, I saw the, is it the shadow business secretary? He was asked if he could come up with a cost for it, and he couldn't. 
And then Jonathan Ashworth, <laughs> Ashworth was also asked about it. And he seems to be backtracking saying, well, it's not the final manifesto yet. No, but that isn't that the plan. So it is going to be the final manifesto. Well, number one on there was a green and digital future. And this is delivering oh. a green prosperity plan. Can anybody can tell me how you can deliver a prosperity plan going green? No, but I can tell you how it's not going to work if you want me to go through that quickly. Yeah, go ahead. So it, it is net zero on steroids, isn't it? It's, it's basically the WEF agenda because we know Kia loves Davos and all mm-hmm. that because he's a globalist. But they're going to invest $28 billion more in public capital every year in the green economy. And here's me thinking we were skinned. Uh, they're going to stop licenses for oil and gas. So that's going to be good. But what they're not telling you is, is that more money than ever is being invested into fossil fuels. So that's not going to change a thing. Now, they also want to deliver clean electricity by 2030. Another pipe dream. Because mm. uh, they're going to massive, massively increase green energy. But yeah, again, I'm fact-checking this manifesto. And what they don't tell you is there's actually a $9 billion in renewable energy backlog of investment projects, which can't be, get this, connected to the grid for another 10 to 15 years. So they can create as much renewables as they like, but it's going nowhere. Honestly, these people are thick. They're going to create over a million jobs for people of all regions, genders, socioeconomic groups, so uh, communism from the off. And another one, so cheap electric vehicles, which travel like this one, which means more kids down the cobalt mines, you know, how progressive... Yeah. yeah, they're going to protect foxes, and then we're going to have a Clean Air Act, meaning the sheep boat labour, and we get more of these LTNs and ULEs and 15-minute cities. So it's honestly, the, the green bit seems to be the biggest bit. It's just obsessive, and it's, uh, you know, how I feel, but anyway. Well, closely followed by reforming the energy market. So they're fundamentally going to reform the system of energy supply, generation and transmission, and distribution so that it delivers cheaper bills for consumers and businesses, clean energy and energy security. Anybody can tell me about that? They want to create GB Energy, a new homegrown, publicly owned national champion in clean power generation. So that ain't going to happen because if you can't actually hook up to the grid, well, then what can you do? Do you know how much of the energy in this country is owned? Sorry, foreign owned. Probably about 70% of it. 85%. Wow. I thought it was about 80 85%. Yeah. It's about 85%. You know all these wind um, turbines, etc., and all that, but you know that is foreign-owned. All the money goes back to the foreign investors. That's 79%. Jesus. Well, that's backfiring because they're not even able to hook up to the grid, so it's going to come to no, a time when no one's going to invest. And also, if you check on it as well, they get subsidies for setting yeah. up these wind farms, etc. They get they subsidies off our government, and then all the money goes back to their governments. Mm. So it begs the question, they're saying that they're going to launch a national wealth fund. I mean, where's the money coming from to actually put in the national wealth fund? Tax the rich. Well, <laughs> so they just got to borrow it. <laughs> Print it, they're gonna borrow they're gonna borrow it's they're gonna just invent it. They're gonna, gonna borrow it to I just, invest. I just so, no, what, what, what what they're doing is if they're bringing these work windfall taxes in on these, you know, they've seen that BP and etc. 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 making so many billions. Then what they're doing is they're bringing windfall taxes in and they've already spent it eleven times. Or eleven, according to Diane. <laughs> <laughs> 
they've sent it 11, yeah, thank you there, Jonathan. Yeah, they've sent it 11 to 7 times already. I've read ah. the draft manifesto. Oh, hard work, isn't it? It, it? it is. I mean, okay, support the environment and act on sewage. Support sustainable UK farming and animal welfare. Harness technology to boost the economy. All right, but what exactly are they talking about when they say that? They're going to modernize and build the capacity of the state to be a more active, capable, and reliable partner. They're not reliable. They've done nothing for the people of this country. They've created a whole depressive mood amongst everybody and got everybody fighting against each other. And this is both of them, the conservative, labor, liberal. I mean, you know, it's, I've never seen it so bad. So how, what are they going to do? And how are they going to help the UK to capitalize on its world-leading universities and research base to grow the number of spin-outs? What are they going to do? Are they going to give the universities more money? Yeah. No answer there. But well, we're, we're waiting for you to gather breath and take a take a gap. <laughs> I know. I'm on, just, I just can't work it out. This Starmer, he, he flip flops like he's in a competition, doesn't he? You know, well, he, yeah, he's, he's reneged to, on a lot of pledges. He's reneged he's on he's a lot of pledges. Flip flop of the year award. Can you trust a single word he ever ever says? Right? No. Now, what's he going to be like as a Prime Minister? This is frightening, this. Rubbish. Labour voters don't even know what he stands for. And I will I'll go into depth of all the Labour MPs they'll offer to form the next government soon. And it will make a good podcast on its own alone. Yeah. And I will name, I'll name one of them to tease us. Let's, let's get it going. I'll just tease you on this. Emily Thornborough, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> this, is, this is what we've got to look forward to. Oh, yes. Emily Thornborough. Gentlemen, right. gentlemen. We'll in the podcast. Go, Go ahead, Raven. Go ahead. I just want to say a couple of very important points. I'm, I'm, well, they're I'm always looking. important with you, Ravenette. Go ahead. One second. Picking up on what Trevor said there, the Labour Party, in my view, is, is talking about flip-flop Starmer there. This party, and I liken them very much now to the Conservatives, as far as I'm concerned, the British public cannot trust them. It says here, I'm picking up two areas, actually. They're talking about, this is the Labour Party. They want to back a points-based immigration system. Okay. Have no return to freedom of movement. This is the very same party that signed the Lisbon Treaty and opened up the rights of access to this country to 400 million people and went actively looking around Eastern Europe to encourage swathes and swathes of people to come here, putting pressure on the public services. Now, the very same party who had lots of people within it attacking independence campaigners as being racist simply for once in a controlled immigration policy mm -hmm. and a points-based immigration system, are claiming to want the same. I don't trust these people as far as I can throw them, but they're also talking about crime now and, <laughs> and protections and much more engagements with families, antisocial behaviour, having youth workers at A&E because of gangs, lots of other things like yeah, that. Yeah, and it put it, putting more policemen in there, about 13,000 of them. That's right. Just one know? second, job. But this is the very same party who is now talking about a serious approach to crime, antisocial behaviour, 
community, family, and individual responsibilities. Oh, they want to get those those smugglers, those people smugglers from the channel. They want to get them. just, Just one second. We've been talking about the fact that the standards of this country have been going down the drain for a long time. Yep. Now, the, the Labour Party is trying to sort of acknowledge and address a lot of the problems in the country by bringing in youth workers and all kinds of other measures, anti-social behaviour orders, respect orders, all kinds of stuff. But you cannot fix a broken society with measures like that. It starts at the root cause and the root problem which is traditional values and standards which the labor party through its liberalism where anything goes and everything everything is acceptable actually undermines everything traditional in terms of the traditional family unit the labor party i'm sorry i do not trust you one bit when it comes to tackling crime when you are the same party that had numerous councils up and down the line that did nothing nothing whatsoever to protect young girls who were the victim of grooming gangs. And there were Labour-controlled areas. Labour-controlled councils, by and large. And they want to improve the justice system. Do you know that, Steve? They want to improve the justice system. They're committed to improving enforcement, ensuring victims' rights are fully enshrined, and that there are appropriate duties in place for agencies to work together and signpost victims to the service they need. How about that? And bring in a points-based system. Wow, that's unique. Yeah, I've got a little bit on crime, just to follow what Steve said. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, they want to be tough on crime. Well, I've fact-checked them. They're crap at that already. Yeah, uh, They're going to introduce a new child exploitation register. Now, as Steve just said, this is comical after their track record with these jihadi rape gangs. This whole thing's fantasy land. And they're also going to make misogyny a hate crime. The problem again here is the original definition before people started changing words of, of misogyny is hatred of all women but it's being manipulated now to anything negative towards any woman. These people are thick and they're going to use anything. And then another one here is act over historic injustices like Grenfell, etc. But again, like Steve said, nothing on 40 years of these Islamic jihadi rape gangs, though, is there? No. Makes, makes me sick, you know. It's all lies. I don't even know why they bother writing this because they never fulfill it anyway. Well, the other one is, now you're all going to have a laugh at this. Do you want to laugh before or do you want to laugh after? Before. <laughs> It is reform Westminster and devolve power. (laughs) Yeah, I got that too. (laughs) They want to devolve decision-making away from Westminster to those with the experience, knowledge, and expertise and putting power directly in the hands of the people of England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. Well, Um, if they want to do that, why don't they just all vacate Westminster and let- well, what they're trying to do is replicate the old Soviet Union-style commissars around the place. We really <laughs> don't want that. You've been reading my notes. I've got that as well. You want to increase the state, so again, more communism. But at the same time, they want greater devolution. So that doesn't that give people more powers locally? But it won't be like I tried to campaign for, for the people. It'll be for these Labour councils. So basically, yeah, so it's a power grab, it's a power grab away from the government, isn't it? So. Just as a yeah, quick yeah, aside, do you know yeah, that yeah. Cheshire East, um, the independents there, have gone with mm. the Labour group there? So it's going to be Labour in control in Cheshire East, and we now oh, have Labour in control in Cheshire West. Anyway, that was just a quick one. Uh, we're moving on through that because we're getting through it quickly. Abolish the House of Lords. Yeah. 
Introduce votes for 16 and 17-year-olds. Oh, what a surprise. Hmm? Mm. And they're talking about... It's the, it's the only way they'll win an election, though, isn't it, you see? Public services that work from the start. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Reform <laughs> NHS services, improve mental health services, reform social care, reform schooling. Oh, wait. Hang on a minute. But no, nowhere in there, John, did I see them wanting to get rid of this non-evidence-based gender identity or the sexualization no, of children. No, not, it wasn't That'll in there. carry on. I wonder why. Mm. Enrich family life through culture, media, and sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, we know what that idea of culture is, isn't it? It's liberalism, filth promoted at schools and so, stuff like that. We're not having it. This party is claiming to be the party of controlled immigration that opened the borders. They're claiming to be the party of crime which let grooming gangs run amok. They claim to be the party of standards that promote filth in schools and quite happy for it to take place. I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. This country is in danger in the hands of Labour. I have to say, it's not in much better shape under the Conservatives. We have to get something new in. We have to clear these people out. Both of those parties are, in my view, predominantly treasonous in their activities against this country and its constitution. Well, that's the third time that you said that you do not trust them, Raven. We know that you do not trust them. It's not very often I back you right up to your kilt, but I do this time, <laughs> and I say, vote reform. <laughs> Could that be because you have an and affiliation with them, sir? just expecting the next loony policy to come out. I'm not sure what's going on. Well, no, the loony policies are coming from the major parties, Lib Lab Con. So, mm, right. I, I mean, we've been through that. We've, sk we've uh, skimmed over it. And I have to say that it gets a thumbs down from me because they're not going to be able to fulfill any of these pledges that they're making. They'll just tinker with them. And then it'll be, well, yeah, you know, we've, we've got... You know, we've got to try and do something about 13 years of Tory rule, you know, and it's the Tories' fault, you know, because they were in, you know, they were in government for 13 years. So, you know, we've inherited a lot of problems. Yeah, right, 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 right. Okay. Well, come on. Excuse me, gentlemen. Sorry to interject with one point. If you tell Isn't me that you don't trust them again, I'm muting you. No. Isn't it interesting? If you look at a lot of those points that they've put on their policy list, yeah. they'd like to project forward. Yeah. How many of those things about protecting women and children, controlled immigration, our constitution, and lots of other things have we been talking about on here if you go through it? Oh, quite a few. Oh, quite a few. Uh, when we when we look at them. I mean, they're they're supposedly geared to actually attracting votes. That's what it is. They're all sound bites. And the fact of the matter is is that people have got to wake up and say are they, in a practical way, going to be able to do what they're saying? Well, it's not a case of whether they're able to do it. It's whether they will. I don't believe a word. That's it. You've said it again. You're being muted. About. That's it. You're muted. Well, as soon as he's muted, can I just sneak something in? Yeah, go ahead. See, now, the big one's near the end. If you read through it, if we didn't work this out already, it says, make equality central to policymaking. So that is what it's all about. Okay. Some are more equality. equal than others. Now, do you know what I'm tempted to do? Is say, do you know what? Let them win the election. Let them crack on for five years, right? And watch them do an SNP. Yeah. Let them crack on and implode because they're on about this uh, modernising the Gender Recognition Act. So you can guess what that is, can't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, let them crack on and watch. And then both parties will be dead in the water. 
Now, maybe Steve can get his dream of a new one. Well, before we go on to the local, let me just say that I am genuinely worried for the future of this country under the control of all of them. Yeah. Under the control of well all said. of them. Well said. I, I share that view 100%. I really don't know where we're going at the moment. No. And I don't see anything on offer from the main two parties and their tag-alongs, you know, the Liberals and Greens and things like that. I, I really don't. No. It, it's shocking. You, are, you and me are one. And I think we could be looking at a civil relationship and even a marriage. <laughs> well, well, that's equal. Need a bass man. I like the first part of that, that very nice compliment, Trevor, but the latter part I think I'll skip with the greatest of respect. Well, let's move on now to the local. Now, this is... This is mm. a, this is funny. Okay, who's who's handling this one? Is it you, Mark, what, or is it? Well, you can give us a quick rundown. I don't right. think it's funny, but go on. Okay, Exposer ran away with hurt pride after woman he flashed ridiculed his small penis. <laughs> where where that, that where did this funny. take place? Warrington, Dana Mustafa. That's a good old English name, isn't it? A 34-year-old Iraqi national has been sentenced to 46 weeks in prison for multiple accounts of exposure, threats, assault and harassment in Latchford and Warrington, UK. He would shout threats, expose himself and engage in disturbing behaviour, causing fear and distress to victims. One woman ridiculed him for having a smaller penis than her dogs, although how would she know? <laughs> I mean, we are talking Latchford and Warrington, so I'm going to get killed. The dog for that. was a chihuahua, <laughs> leading him to run away because he was that embarrassed. His Mustafa's actions resulted in emotional harm, financial loss for a business owner, and anxiety for victims. The court rejected a plea for a suspended sentence and imposed restraining orders, compensation, and registration requirements on Mustafa. So there you go. Right, so that is the situation. Go ahead, gazelle in Greece, and try to make everything as clear as possible, please, sir. I will do, sir, right? Now, this is a little bit of, of Greek Warrenation Street this week. And as you've covered the uh, landlord very well, it's a report from the Warrington Guardian. A flasher attends Warrington Magistrates' courts. He pleads not guilty to each offence. Is that coming across okay there? Yep. Right. The flasher, now I'll, I'll explain what that is, that's a person who reveals their crown jewels to people not wishing to view them. <laughs> he was assisted by a Kurdish, a Kurdish interpreter. So how much is that costing us? Yep. And the man, as you said there, landlord, was uh, Dana Mustafa. Now, what he must have, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> Not, a lot. In, Not a lot. Not a lot. He lives in Latchford in Warrington. He was charged with three counts of exposure and threatening behaviour, assault by beating, and two of harassment. Now, this guy is an absolute menace, right? This guy is a 34-year-old Iraqi national. We allowed him into our country. We fed him. We housed him. We clothed him. And this is our response. Yeah. One incident occurred outside the co-op store on Nutsford Road. Now, I shot there quite regular. Not often, but regular. Now, despite a number of skilled children being around at that particular time, he dropped his trousers and he exposed himself laughing. 
Now, all the other incidents were, were covered in court, and I won't bother to cover them, which the landlord did. They just went through and quickly there. Now, one that I've got to cover, however, is, as Jonathan said there, I'll point out that you don't mess, you don't mess with the fine ladies of L.A., Right. Of the Latchford. That's the Latchford area, by the way, for people that don't know. It's, just, it's known locally as LA. He approached one of our unspoken heroines and dropped his trolleys. She burst out laughing and told him, as Jonathan said there, that both of her dogs have got a bigger todger than him. <laughs> and for our away. American listeners, a todger is the English for penis. John Thomas. <laughs> John Thomas, todger. <laughs> And she added, and I quote, if I see him again, I'm going to launch him. (laughs) Now, he was found, he was found guilty. I thought you were going to say after she launched him, he was found on Mars. (laughs) (laughs) Right, he was found guilty. And he was was ordered to pay £200 compensation. Who's going to pay that? He's not going to pay it. He was given a string of restrictions, which, in my opinion, won't even follow. He's not even going to follow them, is he? As no. soon as he comes out, and as Jonathan has said, he's got 48 weeks, of which he'll serve around 16 weeks of those. Yeah. And that's if we look at. And before you stay, all you snowflakes start bleating, xenophobes, xenophobes. No. Enough is enough. Yeah, we don't need it. We don't need that kind of action. No, we don't need it. As I've said earlier in the podcast, we in Warrington are being swamped with illegal migrants. We do not know whether you're from or any misdemeanors that they've committed. No. We, we must no demand our MPs step up and address this massive problem in Warrington. Indeed. Not run away and hide. And that's what they're doing. They're hiding. They're not addressing these problems. They're not facing if these them. Migrants, if these migrants, I'm serious over this, disrespect our women... And much more importantly, our children. Yeah. But I suggest they are deported immediately. Yeah. Right? Get Charlotte rid of them. Nichols. Charlotte Nichols, what are you doing to address this issue as my MP? And I'll throw this open now. This is an invitation for you to join us on Cheshire Matters and discuss immigration, legal or not legal. Yeah. And I will put this invitation to you, which I'm going to do as soon as I get home via email. It's an open invitation for you to come onto our Cheshire Matters podcast and tell us, or tell me in particular, what you're going to do. Yeah. See what you're going to do. I'll go with that. Mark, do you want to have a final say on this? Well, I'll let Raven and I'll, I'll jump in. Go on, Rave. Yeah, very quickly, I just want to say um, this this article um, has brought an element of humour in it due to the lady's um, comment. Because they're, they're hard in LA. And the, way, and the way she dealt with it. Yeah. But there is actually a very serious element to this, which Trevor has touched on, which is this. And we've covered it many times. There are so many people coming into this country illegally and illegally. We don't know who they are. And we now have situations where our women and children in this country are at risk because we don't know who, we don't know what, when, where, why or how, what's going on anymore with who. We don't know who these people are. There's no checks. And I'm sorry to say, every man in this country needs to now start undertaking very serious responsibilities for their families 
and for their communities in protecting the women and children of this country. Indeed, indeed. Go ahead, Stats. Yeah, on a serious note, because we've had a joke, but this isn't nice saying this, but this is our future now. This disgusting depravity, which is imported on a regular basis, is only going to get worse if that's possible. Now, like Steve said, we've warned about this for years, and in fact, recently we discussed the event in Ireland, and we warned, didn't we? It wouldn't be long until it was our turn, and here it is. Recently, we reported on an Iraqi who raped a Ukrainian refugee in Neston, and now we've got people exposing themselves around the Gazelle's Manor. So, I'm sorry, but as long as our dangerous politicians are left to their own devices, like Steve said, our women and children are going to be scared to walk the streets. I hope the people who are responsible for opening the floodgates are happy with themselves. Yeah. I don't know how they sleep at night. I'm being honest, knowing what they've allowed this country to turn into. Red and blue. Gotta go. Sorry. Shocking. Well said, Mark. Well, you know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. Now, it's going to be very difficult for the gazelle to go to the bar because he's in Greece, but he's going to go to a different kind of bar later on. So, Steve, we're not expecting you to do anything. Mark, would you like a digital pint? Oh, we'd love one, thanks. There you go. Okay, what would you like? Lager, bitter, what would you like? A water. A water, a pint of water. <laughs> I'm a cheap date. Oh, whoa. <laughs> okay, shout outs and shout I'm downs. Delighted. Okay, we're going to go for Raven first. Go on, Ravenette. Raven Looney. I'm going to give a shout down to the failings of the two main parties in this country. If anybody is now so ridiculously stupid to keep voting for these people, you are beyond help. And this country is beyond help. The very idea that the people who have created the problems in this country, namely the Conservatives, and the Labour Party through immigration, EU membership, uncontrolled mass immigration, political, economic failure across the board with our public services, uh, failure to control the economy, a, a, a taxation system which takes your money at every opportunity. I'm sorry if you're stupid enough to keep going out and voting for Labour or the Conservative Party, you deserve everything you get. But the, the, those of us out there, and there's many of us, who are prepared to stand up, say what needs to be said, and do what needs to be done, and protect the women, the children, our country, its constitution, its history, and its heritage, and more of you should do so. Stop voting for these pathetic, treasonous parties selling our country and our children's future down the line. Just stop it. Okay, there you go. There's an order from the oh, Raven well, well. there. All right, Trevor, we're going to try and hear you clearly enough now. What is your shout-out or shout-down? Well, I've got a, a shout-out, which is my hero lady from L.A. <laughs> the lady with, yeah. the, with the chihuahua. <laughs> yes. Right, now, I will be as quick as I can with this. It is just to comment this, basically, about where I'm at the minute. I'm going to leave you with this image, okay? Now, I was down at the beach today. Now, as you, as you know, I wear a mankini. <laughs> so I was, I was amazed how popular I was today. I stripped off and everybody on the beach was staring at me. <laughs> now, I think I'm on the wrong podcast now at the moment, to be honest with you. What's happened now? Have we crossed over onto something else? Yeah, they said, what's that chihuahua doing on the beach? <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Now, me being an entrepreneur, as you know, I had this bright spark. I'm going to start up a business in Greece selling these products. I couldn't believe it. Honestly, everybody was staring at me. What products? I saying, yeah, I was saying to the police officer, as we were leaving the beach, <laughs> it's modern day swimwear. 
<laughs> okay, so this is your shout out for entrepreneurs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think we I think we're flying. I'm going to set up a mankini business in in Rhodes. <laughs> okay. Or a mankini business. All right, stats man, shout out, shout down. I don't. I love that one. Oh man, I've got a massive international shout out for Donald Trump. Oh, I know he, yeah. listens reg- he listens regularly, doesn't he? So, yeah. <laughs> so he was right again, wasn't he? The fake witch hunt of him being a Russian spy. Oh, the report was, came out. was literally just that. So actually, another shout out to John Durham and his investigation, as he's proven the FBI had no evidence to start their witch hunt. It was all politically motivated by a corrupt Democrat party and the intelligence agencies using fake intel. So, a lot of people need to be held accountable for this, but again, I won't hold my breath. But if they're capable of this, makes you wonder what else they're capable of. Oh, you know, yes. elections, maybe. Indeed. Indeed. You know. Well, my shout-out shout out is going to the uh, many vet, veterinary, 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 vets. Veterinarian. <laughs> yeah, in Heswell, to say thanks very much. They did a great job last week, and that's all I want to comment on that. Okay, they did a great job last week, so I'm going to make sure that they know that I've given them a shout out on the podcast. Now, okay, okay, so you know what time it is. It is the end. Oh, and I am so happy about that. I mean, what a state our country is in, gentlemen. And the gazelle is in 25 degrees sunshine. I More worryingly, on the screen is in his shorts, and I wish he put some clothes on. <laughs> you know, it's not lying, because I'm off down to the bar now. It's 22 11, and I've got to be there for about quarter two. All right, well, in that case, then, say goodnight, Gazelle. Good night, gentlemen. Good night, England. Good night, boys and girls. Now then, now then. <laughs> don't shut up, you. Okay, uh, Mark, say goodnight. Good night, all been a pleasure oh good night to all of you listeners and enjoy the rest of your uh, vacation yes indeed yes, I'm sorry, I forgot that <laughs> it is bye bye for him it is Raven say good night now goodbye listeners goodbye gentlemen hope you have a great week ahead what's left of it and chill out give some thought to what you're doing to remedy this country yourselves. Don't sit back and complain about failings of the political system. Force change. Indeed, indeed. Well, I'm going to say goodbye because I am the best. The best of the M4. Oh, dear me. Numero uno. The man with the big kahunas. That's me. You do know the council have taken on a couple of extra staff to deal with all your recyclable hairspray tins that you come out with every month. That's I know, I know. Extra. What can we say? I mean, you know, I just, I just am what I am. Or oh, that I should be Trevor's song. I am what I am. The landlord creates jobs for this country. Yes, indeed. And also CFCs. Yeah, they've taken on an extra two stick of the dumps.